You're stupid too as I You're stupid too as I You'll never live You'll never die You're stupid too as I <laughs> Welcome back to the Better Off Dead Minute Podcast The podcast that analyzes the Savage Steve Holland classic Better Off Dead One scene of moo-moo ladder looping foa moop-dee-doo at a time <laughs> I'm Curtis Blaze from the SackNews.com, <laughs> bitches. I'm, <laughs> I'm Jason Humble from Mondo Confidential. <clears throat> <laughs> Today we are dancing away the heartache of Minute 58, which starts with two burgers dancing and ends with somebody standing atop the K-12 ski run. <laughs> I'm waiting. I don't know why this is down here, because we wrote this uh, about ten years ago, but um, <laughs> I love you. Oh, no. No, give me a, give me a, give me a series. I love you. I know. In the last minute, an unholy experiment came to fruition, and a thing that should not be came to life, and began performing a Van Halen song. As Minute 58 begins, a pig burger, brought to life by Lane, playing God, is singing and dancing with a female pig burger that suddenly appeared in the last minute. At 57 minutes and 7 seconds, we learn that Lane's experiment has extended to all of the other food in the restaurant, and now there are fries bathing in hot grease. At 57 minutes and 23 seconds, we learn that it was all just fantasy as Rocco returns to find Lane ignoring his duties in the kitchen. At 57 minutes and 35 seconds, Lane is literally thrown out of the kitchen and lands at the dining feet of Roy and Beth. Roy makes a humiliating pig joke, and Lane crawls out of the restaurant, placing his custom pig burger hat on a young child's head as he leaves. As the night ends, we see a skier standing at the summit of what we think is the K-12 ski run. At the beginning of the scene, it was morning. It was Saturday morning. He came in on a Saturday morning yeah. to Pat Burgers. Mm-hmm. And within minutes, the restaurant was full of people wanting burgers. Only long enough for the burgers to burn. Yeah. And nobody noticed prior, because he's opening, right? Right. He's opening. Lights were all off. But then all of a sudden, Rocco's there. So how long was Lane's daydream? Hmm. Yeah, because it would appear to almost be like peak time. Right. I mean, the restaurant's full when he gets thrown out. Yeah. And there are no servers. Nobody at any point has come back and interrupted Lane until Rocco came back from wherever he was. Because Rocco went somewhere, remember? Yeah. He's like, Pat, don't pound or whatever. Pat pig. Pat. So Rocco was gone for a long time, and Lane was there long enough to make a huge mess, burn all the pig burgers. Pig burger, Lane. (laughs) Not pork burgers. (laughs) (laughs) And then get fired. And by the way, Lane got fired. And there's still no servers. Lane wasn't serving. People weren't mad that they weren't being, like, waited on. Right. So... That's where we are. I'm done pissing on everybody's uh, uh, continuity parade now. <laughs> obviously, some time, obviously, some time has passed. He's been just imagining these burgers the whole time. They've been keeping him entertained in his head while he while he does a thankless job. And at some point, he got carried away. He started imagining the fries, the dancing fries, the yeah. dancing fries. Yeah, the only thing missing. Was for them to like dive into the pool of grease and do like a, well, I guess they do kind of do a Busby Berkeley kind of thing. Yeah, but they're just on the edge of the pan. They're not like circling around. I'm a fan of 
several things with this animation. Again, we're talking attention to detail. The fries that haven't dove into the grease yet aren't cooked. Right, they're still pale. They're still pale. They aren't cooked yet. And they are wedge cut fries. They're not like crinkle cut and they're not like McDonald's style. Right. They're the good old fashioned kind. Like steak fries. Yeah. Steak fries, is that what they're called now? Yeah. In the, uh, in the industry? So do you think the fries are supposed to be sexy ladies, or do you think they're supposed to be little kids? Or are they just their own thing? Well, I think some of them, I think there's like males and females. Because some of them have red lips, and like that one just has like an open mouth. What are the relationship of fries to burgers, though? Clearly, clearly the burger, and the boy and the girl burger are both evolved. Yeah. They've got whole arms, they've got eyes, they've got eyebrows, they've got the whole deal. They're able to create sunglasses. <laughs> They're able to manufacture goods. Yep. They've got a whistle. Opposable thumbs. Everything. Yep. <clears throat> the fries, on the other hand, don't even have legs. All they are is just a stick with a mouth and eyes. Yep. But they're lined up around a pool as if they are bikini models doing like a back and forth thing. Yeah. Um, it's, in, in the pool of grease. Yeah, it's it's very like an old Busby Berkey. It's like an old Busby Berkeley musical number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And they've got they've got their legs all showing and, and bent in a uh, pin-up-y way. Yeah. If they had legs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've got all that they've got all that stuff going. So I ask again: Are they supposed to be? Are they supposed to evoke sexy swimsuit ladies? Yeah, I think so. From the old musicals. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing missing is like like an Esther Williams one, you know, to lead them. Who would, who would, like, rise triumphantly from the middle of them when they're doing, like, the Blooming Onions-type uh, formation. I love it. Well, Rocco's not too happy about any of this. Rocco's not having it. He walks in to find Lane. And, to be to be fair, Lane is a terrible employee. <laughs> you would get sick if you ate anything Lane was cooking in this kitchen. He has destroyed this kitchen. I don't even know what's on the ground. I don't even know what's possible to be on the ground. Are those all orders that he's ignoring? They're in second 18. We see him with just crap all over the floor. And actually, we get a better shot of it here in uh, minute 58 when we come completely back to reality. Let's just go around the room describing this kitchen. Did you notice in the foreground, though, in the, in the previous shot that... Um, there was a... Uh, what, what, what do we call that? Like, is, is that called a Jacob's Ladder? I think it is. The thing with the... And it yeah. goes up on the antennas. Yeah. Yeah. We've got... But this kitchen right now, he can see out to the outside because he's got a cash register. Yeah. So we've got a hole that goes out to the restaurant. And yet he's acting like this. And also there's kind of a backdrop from that hole so that the kitchen doesn't look like complete garbage. Yeah. There's kind of a stylized thing going on. So he's got... I'm going to I'm gonna say their fry holder. You know, those half... Those half cup fry paper fry holder yeah caddies all over the floor. He's got straws. He's got a pan on the floor too. There's a pan on the floor with looks like a bunch of burnt stuff. Yeah, like <laughs> burnt burgers or like he was cooking on it. It's like a it's like a flat sheet, you know, that you would bake on. Like a cookie sheet. Like a cookie sheet, and it's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven areas where it looks like there were burgers on it that got burned. There's smoke coming from the left side of the, from the back of the kitchen, where the grill apparently is. And he's got all these, all these fry things, all these fry baskets that are also smoky. He's got raw burger 
in the open window, sitting on the counter, <laughs> in view of in view of the uh, the cu- the customers, and he's back at the grill. I don't even know what's on the grill. Looks like there's napkins all over the grill. Oh no, it's not a grill. He's just standing there. There's just garbage all over. Lane is a ter- Lane is a terrible employee. Changed my mind. Now to be fair, all he was told was Pat, don't punch or whatever. Yeah. Pat, don't. Pat, don't what? Oh my God! What were, <laughs> what were his instructions? You don't remember, do you? No. Oh man. Pat, not put. Pat, don't push. Pat, don't push. Yeah, because this is a push. This is a pat. Right, with the cigar. Mm-hmm. All he was told was to pat. Mm-hmm. And given no other instructions whatsoever. Well, he was told to mop up when he first gets here. Mm-hmm. Clean the place up, and then Pat, don't push. Yeah. And then, apparently, Rocco just leaves him with no other help whatsoever. No one else to guide him. Takes all of his six shirt pens and leaves. Those are probably cigars. Yeah, cigars. <laughs> yeah. Cigarillos. Cigarillo. <laughs> Have you noticed that the uh, Everybody Wants Some poster has disappeared completely? There's nowhere to be seen when we cut back to reality here. Rocco, I think, rightly throws him out of the kitchen bodily. Along with some food detritus, too. <laughs> yeah, somehow, somehow food rains down from his head when he gets thrown. <laughs> Just yeah. all the garbage from the kitchen. Yeah, it looks like breadcrumbs. Or something. Jason, as as a food worker, what do you call yourselves? Deli staff. As as deli staff, if your boss came back into the deli and saw your kitchen looking like this, what exactly would would you be bodily thrown from the deli at the grocery store? Um, well I'd definitely be done. You know. I don't know about thrown bodily, but yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't have a job anymore. Right. Twenty five years down the drain. Yeah. Out looking for a job at Casey's or whatever. <laughs> if you have you ever worked with anyone that just couldn't get it together? Don't name names. Just asking yes or no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you have. As bad as Lane? Mm-hmm. I've had people that didn't make it through training. Oh, my God. Like, how How did they... Describe. Uh, they made it through, like, two, three days. Sometimes they didn't show up after that. Is it just because they hated the job, or is it because they were so bad? Sometimes they hated it. Sometimes it's just they just could not hack it. Seen him come and go... Couldn't hack it. Yeah. I don't mean to talk down about that. What yeah. what's the uh what's the thing that sucks about it that, that you have to just put up with as a new person? What's the thing you have to get used to doing? Pardon me just launching into interview mode. I've never worked in a kitchen. Uh it's just um well there's only only two people at night and they what really sucked is that it used to be just one person at night. Yeah. Even though I did that for almost ten years, I think. By myself. So, so Lane having to work alone in this kitchen really speaks to you. Yeah, that part. Person. Yeah. He's a man alone, as the uh, <laughs> Sinatra song says. <laughs> when he's got the uh, Q-tips in his ears. <laughs> and that theme continues. How cool would it be to actually own this hat? <laughs> I'm being serious. If, if, I had, if I knew an artist who could make this thing out of foam for me with googly eyes... <laughs> And, might I add, eye lights. Yes. Someone knows their photography. With the ears and the nose and everything. That's actually a pretty cool work hat. No, let me say that differently. That's actually a pretty cool hat that would be a nightmare to wear at work. (laughs) Which Rocco never has to wear, by the way. 
you know, and I, I think, you know, like in Fast Times, how humiliated Brad is by wearing a pirate outfit. A pirate outfit, yeah. I mean, that's nothing compared to this. Oh, I don't know, because Lane gets to at least wear clothes that aren't tight and weird. Yeah, that's true. Because Brad almost looks like he's wearing a... Almost looks like he's wearing Matador. <laughs> a, a matador tight outfit in that movie. Yeah. Like, a teenager, although... He was 30, right? When he made that movie? Had to be, yeah. But playing a teenager who's like wearing all these tight bulges everywhere and blah, blah, blah. Ugh, awful. Um, Rocco, played by, what's his name, Dave? No. Chuck Mitchell. Chuck Mitchell. Do you think... Okay, so this, this is my favorite part of the scene. Chuck Mitchell walks in and he throws his belly up in the air. There's like <laughs> this whole thing where his belly just goes... <laughs> You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that was a Chuck Mitchell touch, or do you think that was a Savage Steve touch? <laughs> I think it was happenstance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no way. No way. You don't walk into a room and go, like that. <laughs> that isn't a thing that you just do. That's, that's nobody's natural move. Mm. <laughs> Is that Chuck owning, owning his portliness, or did Savage Steve... Holland have to have a like an actor meeting with him and sit down and, and describe what he wanted. <laughs> I want you to walk in, and I want you to throw your belly in the air while while your shoulders stay where they are. <laughs> I want a whole thing to happen, <laughs> and we're going to do a widescreen lens. We're going to do a wide angle lens so that it looks particularly <laughs> so that it really emphasizes it. And the last thing I've got to say about Rocco, I think he's done for the movie, right? Do we see him again? Lane goes into work after this. Right. Yeah. Lane, Lane's not... That's an important thing to note. Lane's not fired. He's just ejected. He's just thrown out that day. Yeah. You're done today. Rocco isn't the first person to be wearing all white and smoking a cigar and being a, an angry fat guy. We have Boss Hog. Yeah. Boss Hog came first, 1977 or 8 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I guess it'd be 78 because Smoking the Bandit leads to The Dukes of Hazard. Actually, it was a, mo- a movie called The Moon Runners that uh, led to uh, Dukes of Hazard. No! Yes. <laughs> really? Yep. Yeah, they had to pay right for rights and everything. Oh my god, now I have to now I have to see that movie. Did they have the cool car with the Confederate flag on top and they rent, they delivered moonshine for their uncle and stuff? I haven't actually seen it. I just know about it. Got to see this movie. I, I want to see it. But I know that they sued uh, the makers of the Dukes of Hazzard movie over rights issues. Well, put that one on the list. Next up we have, we have Lane getting thrown out with a rain of food all over him to Roy and Beth. What's Roy say? What's the Spanish translation? Buenos dias. Oh, is good, that all he says? Yeah, good day. And once again we have... We, we have Roy making fun of Lane and Beth being mortified by that yeah, again. she shrinks down into her chair. Beth is mortified every time Roy makes fun of Ray, uh, Lane. Yeah. Yet she dumped him heinously <laughs> in such a way that it made him want to commit suicide. Yeah. What is going on? Why? And by the way, she's sleeping with everybody. <laughs> Are we at the point of the movie yet where she's uh, gone out with Barney Rubble? <laughs> I don't think that part actually happened. Oh, it happened. It happened. That was. It, if it didn't happen, then that's another episode of unreality that doesn't have to do with something he's drawing. 
Yeah. Yeah, true. True. Well, so then, oh God, that gets into so much. Some other minute, some other minute. We got to talk about how much of this movie is actually Lane's imagination. Because he's going through life, but then these little things happen. Is every time his imagination? Yeah. Yeah, I never thought of it before, but he could almost be classed as an unreliable narrator. Is he actually getting pursued by the paper boys? Or does he just feel like he is? Hmm. Right? Yeah. Well, I've kind of got nothing else Nothing else going on for this minute, Jason. My notes are kaplet. Our notes were very sparse for this one. <laughs> but we managed to soldier on without it. Our notes were just a folded up piece of paper that was held shut with a wad of gum. <laughs> with some broken pencil light in it. <laughs> The Better Off Dead Minute Podcast is a fan project by Curtis Blaze and Jason Hummel. The movie Better Off Dead was created by Savage Steve Holland and presented by Warner Brothers in association with A&M Films. The Better Off Dead Minute Podcast is produced and edited by Curtis Blaze. Our opening music, Suicide for You, is by Skatred. You can follow the Better Off Dead Minute on Twitter at BOD Minute and at our Facebook group at the Better Off Dead Minute Crisis Support Service and at betteroffdeadminute.com. Don't forget to leave us a voicemail or text at 712-830-7373. And also, don't forget to... What is it now? <laughs> leave a five-star review at Apple Podcasts. Yes, Apple Podcasts. You guys, that helps more than anything. Leave a five-star review. Really, more than anything, tell your friends about this podcast. If you have friends, and I suspect that you don't because you're listening to this, <laughs> but if you do, tell your friends to listen. That helps us the most out of anything. Ah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, you can listen to other Movies by Minutes podcasts, hundreds of them. There might be over 200 at, at this recording. Uh, or by the time you're listening to it, certainly. Yeah. By the time you work your way down the list through all of the Star Warses and all of the Indiana Joneses and Aliens and Ghostbusters and everything else you want to listen to first, by the time you get down to Better Off Dead, there could be thousands <laughs> at MoviesByMinutes.com. Go check them out. Go listen to some. Join uh, and then uh, join us tomorrow for the Better Off Dead Minute podcast. Minute fifty nine, right? I'm only going to screw that one up seventy times before I get it right. <laughs> Until then, I am Curtis. And I'm Jason. Good night. <laughs> what? Oh, the, the intro line. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh fuck. Oh fuck, that's right. <laughs> oh my god. How am I gonna do this? I need some Xanax. <laughs> How many takes is that one gonna take? I I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck.